seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Since the onset of reality television, Facebook and Instagram likes, pop culture has taken a new love to the art of judging. Even those who have no interest in television or pop culture have surely heard of America's Got Talent, American Idol, and Dancing with the Stars, where people compete and are judged by their superiors. Of course, many of us enjoy to pass judgment on those who are doing something that we cannot do, but today we find an odd joy in this judgment. Once we had simple educated judges who presided in a courthouse, now we have celebrity judges who preside on the television, who unfortunately get more respect. Well, in the entertainment world, the judgment pertains to those who can dance, sing, or act. To be sure, the art of judgment has trickled down into all areas of our life, including our spiritual life. Although we have been told continually not to judge a book by its cover, and Jesus tells us to judge not, we continually judge, and many times we are completely unaware of the judgment that we pass onto others. This is the essence of the parable about the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee had the outward appearance of a holy man, a clean and upright man, and he was completely unaware of how he passed judgment on his fellow man. The tax collector had the outward appearance of a sinful and dirty man, and he was known for deceiving people. If you saw these two men at the patio on the church and you were looking for some sage advice, you would clearly approach the Pharisee and ignore the tax collector. Tax collectors in Jesus' day, uh, you know, it's a little different. It wasn't like, it's not fun having the IRS come to your house or asking for money, but they would collect the taxes, but they made most of their money by skimming off extra. They didn't have uh, the internet or the U.S. Postal Service to see how much taxes they owed. They just relied on this guy to say, you owe us, you know, 5,000 denarii or whatever it was, and it could have been 100 denarii. So he would take money for himself, and he was, he was really hated in the culture. On the other hand, the Pharisee was devoutly religious. We're told he fasts twice a week, gives tithes, like we'd say, he's at church every day and twice on Sunday. But the problem with the Pharisee was not his good deeds, but his perception of what his good deeds accomplished. The problem with the Pharisee was not his good deeds, but the perception of what his good deeds accomplished. Too often we read this story and we see, see, we think, see, he did all these good things, you don't have to do all that. Well, it's, it's good to do good things and you should do good things, but he was putting his hope and all his confidence in what he was doing. He believed that because he was more pious, that he did more religious things and was more busy, he was therefore more righteous than the obvious sinner standing next to him. The error of the Pharisee is not his good works, but that he saw himself as a superior who needed no assistance, no grace, no help. The Pharisee trusted in his own righteousness and not in God's righteousness. This poses some questions for us. Where are we putting our ultimate trust and hope? Is it in ourselves and what we can accomplish on our own? Or do we offer up ourselves, 
our souls and our bodies to God in prayer, depending on God for help? What pushes us to serve God and to serve others? Is it because we want to be seen doing these great things? These are questions to ask that, we, that I challenge with, that I'm challenged with, and we all challenge, that we are all challenged with. As the two men are praying, as the gospel tells us, the one man thanks God that he is not a sinner, and begs God, and the other man just begs God to forgive him of his sin. How often do we think, thank God we are not like other people? We might think, I would never do that. I would never be so arrogant. But we do it subconsciously. We see someone and we go, gosh, I thank God I'm not like that person. Sometimes we think we are holier because we have the right doctrine or beautiful worship, or perhaps we belong to the right political party. But in a spirit of humility, we can learn the prayer of the tax collector. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. This is a simple prayer by a simple man. This prayer is in accord with the message Jesus gave us earlier in Luke's Gospel, where Jesus says, I am not come to call the just, but sinners to repentance. If we only learn or take away one thing this morning, let it be the prayer of the tax collector. Let us memorize this prayer and sink it into our souls. These are simple words that will take the focus off of what we are doing and put our focus back onto God. This prayer is at the heart of our worship, is at the center of our lives, and is at the center of the Christian faith. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.